0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right right now.
1: Welcome.
2: To Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just, just straight up. <laughs> With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job
3: to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. We <laughs> <like> the <laughs> On
2: 97.3 The Fan.
3: Yeah, you- Alright, we are halfway home on a Thursday. It's January 11th. And uh, just want to remind you guys, if you're listening to Ben and Woods, please do us a favor. And uh, if you listen... Uh if you watch us on YouTube just subscribe to the YouTube feed that'd be great give us a like um as we try to build the the YouTube following you know l- the goal obviously is that we just leave Odyssey in the dust and we're the next <laughs> Pat McAfee show making millions and millions of dollars Ben in a tank top me staring at the the camera um and, You're making and, Michael
2: nervous right now.
3: No, like I mean, Big listen, boss. You know, you gotta, you gotta plan for the future. We want to build <laughs> Our the
4: contracts up in like three years. That's
3: exactly right. Our contract just started eleven days ago. We're already <laughs> crying about the next one. I don't know, man. We did that uh, all of last. We year. We did it all of last year. Drove them insane. <laughs> insane. So just messing with you. But no, please subscribe uh, to the deal. The thing.
4: Right. I mean, hell, Michael's probably in the YouTube chat. He's right probably now. in there, right? The guy
3: you. This just want to have
2: the highest numbers possible to. Stroke your ego. No,
3: I don't care about that at all. I don't care about likes. I would never buy followers or anything like that. Is it what he says? He says, give me a break! <laughs> I knew
2: it! I knew it! You
3: have three it. years of torture coming your way, buddy. Uh, I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's the executive producer, Love you, Michael, and Paulie handles all of the YouTube stuff as well. Uh, has really done a great job getting us out there uh, to you guys every single day. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, as well. I want to remind everyone, we'll be out at Fantasy Camp next week, starting on Tuesday. Now you're going to get the radio show. You're going to get a ton of guests coming by. We're going to be talking a ton of baseball. You're going to get some uh, live streams. We'll do some public live streams as well. We'll do a member stream for our members as well. So good time to sign up and, and join. Um, we're going to have some killer, killer content. You're not going to be able to find anywhere else.
4: Yeah, You're we'll going to do, get it from um, us. You and me might mess around over the weekend, yeah. but we'll do, and I'll throw it up on the YouTube stream over the next two days, but we will do our first members-only stream yeah. Monday night, I think, right? Okay, when yeah, Benny Monday gets night. In. Yeah,
2: you guys are leaving tomorrow. Yeah, we're leaving tomorrow, right after the show. 10-1. And, and going to Arizona. You'll be there all weekend. I'm not joining you until Monday. We're off Monday morning for the MLK holiday. Yes. And then we'll be there, ch- the show's in the morning, Tuesday through Friday next week. Yep. So and we... I'm not doing TV. I've taken it off. I love it, man. So I, can, you guys can have my full and undivided attention all day long. And uh, more importantly, all
3: night long. <laughs> what might the three of us... Get up to while we're out in Peoria, Arizona.
2: My suggestion? A
3: little sleep.
2: <laughs> little sleep. <laughs> would be nice. Maybe
3: a wheel of meatballs uh, is yeah, uh, in uh, the cards. Take you
2: to the the meatball restaurant, the Ferris wheel of meatballs. Maybe we save that one for spring training. Uh, but <laughs> you
3: never know. There's been some things that our, our young friend has never experienced. <laughs> and uh, maybe we can knock some of those things out while we're out at spring training.
4: Got to find the best one. In... Yes. I'll, will you... We're gonna have to go to. Like, we're gonna have to drive to like Scottsdale, right? Downtown.
3: No, I think the first one should be in Peoria. Yeah.
4: yeah. Talking about gentlemen's clubs. Yeah, potentially
3: bring some ones, some singles.
2: Now, I would. I think I'd enjoy a gentleman's club where we get like a top hat and tails <laughs> and a cane, perhaps. Yeah, we all like go in and, and, and we act oh, like gentlemen. gentlemen. We go and we act like gentlemen. (laughs) Maybe we sit in a study and have a scotch. Uh, Yeah, have a scotch. While we wear a top hat. Smoke a cigar. That's the kind of gentleman's club that I think I could get behind. But it'd have to be open to the ladies as well. We want an all-inclusive gentleman's club.
3: Gentle people's club? Gentle people's club, perhaps. Okay.
2: That's not the kind of gentleman's club that you have in mind. I'm surprised that you don't belong to a gentleman's club like that already. (laughs) Just don't know that they exist anymore. No, they might. Certainly, there's an
3: appeal to it. Well, we're excited about that, man. Love, love being out there. Uh, love being around the game. Certainly, and the cool thing too is there's always some some dudes walking around. I mean, we, yeah, we got
4: plenty to choose from. plenty
3: now. to choose from. Um, <laughs> you know, we talked to Strami was used to, when he was here. He used to be out there working out early. Uh, there's always a couple of guys straggling and getting their workouts in, and they're throwing and getting some BP. The worst part is, is when your old, cr- you know, creaky ass is out on the baseball field. And those guys walk by, and they'll stop. Like, the prospects will stop and watch the game, and you're on the mound or something. You're like, all right, I'm throwing 61 miles an hour. And you see them snickering. And they're wondering,
2: game. what kind of guys are we signing
3: right now? <laughs> How, they call their agent. They're like, uh, they're desperate. Like, you got to get me the hell out of here. Is this outfielder tryouts for the big league club? Because this there's, is not looking too good. There's one guy. At first, he's 70 years old.
4: Like, how bad has it he gotten here? How broke are we? How about the uh, the autograph hounds for the alumni? It's the best. Autograph people come out for so the alums. If you have ever gone out to Padres spring training, not fantasy camp, right. spring training, you can see 75 Active players in uniform walking from the clubhouse to out the there. fields, yep. and you can talk to them sometimes on their way. Sometimes the guys will get on a golf cart and just go blow past everybody, but you can go, say hi, get autographs as they're walking from field two to field three and stuff like that. And it's a ton of people because it's spring training at Padres Fantasy Camp. There is nobody there except for the campers.
3: And the veterans. And the old, the and old Padres. And the alumni. Yeah.
4: And it's just a bunch of overweight old guys that have no business in City Connect uniforms, by the way, this year. It's us. And we're walking from the Padres Clubhouse, you know, Manny Machado's locker. Yeah over to Field 2, and then we'll be walking with Andy Ashby and Mark Grant, and there's, like, three old dudes dudes drive to the Peoria Sports (laughs) Complex with a binder full of baseball cards. Hey, Mud. Hey, Mark Grant, can you sign my card for me? It's the best, And they'll sign 19 cards, and and they're just like, who the hell are these people in uniform? (laughs) So you guys actually
2: bump the, like, I mean, I know there's not a lot of big leaguers there, but you're using the real major league clubhouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if there was like a major leaguer who happened to be there, do they get bumped to the minor league clubhouse while the fantasy campers yeah, I are think there? so. Yeah.
4: Strom, uh, I, well, Strom
2: lived there, so he would just come in. <laughs> right. And... Travis
4: Jankowski was out there working out. He would be, uh, Manny Margot. Yeah. Always, always, always out there in January and they get like bumped to the minor league. Yeah.
3: To the minor league, <laughs> clubhouse. uh, locker room.
4: And then we've had, uh, this is our fifth year going. I think two, maybe three years. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Uh, Jesse is the only female that comes out to camp, and yep. she is a baller, dude. She plays a mean. She got game winning hit
3: off me. Yeah, game winning hit Served off of Lucy. Just
4: knocked it right over my yep. head into left field, and uh, so she has her own dressing room. She got to use her locker room was Bob Melvin's office. Bob Melvin's
3: office last year. <laughs> yeah, it was great, man was great. So much fun. Uh so we'll be bringing you all that next week. We got some fun ideas. So yeah, I appreciate you guys being here and uh going to going to hopefully deliver get the baseball fever up in this town again a little bit. It's a little bit it's a little bit low right now, and I understand why. I really do. And I told you guys about the tweet I got earlier uh, yesterday about, you know, hey, man, I think local media needs to bang their fists a little bit more about, um, you know, where's the, the voice of the Padres. And I'm going to say this, and, and I mean this. This is not I, – I really do mean this. This has been such a tumultuous off season so far. It has. I give everyone a little bit of a breath. I give everyone a little bit of a pass. Um, when Peter Seidler passed away, it wasn't completely unexpected to a lot of people. But I feel like the team, the fan base, I feel like everyone's reeling a little bit. I feel like A.J. Preller is reeling a little bit for a good reason. That He lost his mentor, right? A, a guy that really, really believed in him and allowed him to do some really amazing things. I think the entire organization is probably a little bit, a little bit uh, topsy turvy right now. So, I, as much as I would love to have Eric Katsenda on the show, I would love it. I would take him right now. I would bump other guests if we had him. I, I would love to hear somebody come in and, and calm down the fan base a little bit. Just because I, I do think the fan base deserves that, they do. Because it's been so tumultuous. But I understand their reasoning not to. I do. Both things are true for me.
2: You know, I don't know that they have any answers right now. Even if we had someone on to ask questions of, there's so much that the Padres probably don't know about the future. I mean, what would be one question you'd want to ask Eric Katsenda if he was on the phone right now? Like, what's the... What's the plan for the payroll for the next, you know, three or four years for the Padres, you know, and after Peter's passing? And I don't know that they can give an answer to that question. It would, it may look very different if the Padres are having a good year this year and and maybe make the playoffs and Petco Park remains packed. Maybe it and, changes and they yeah. get a new TV deal this year and it's it's going well. It may look very different than what it looks like if the Padres are out of contention and Petco Park starts getting a little emptier in August and September and a TV deal doesn't really materialize the way they thought. It could be a very different answer for those two scenarios, and we don't know which one's going to play out. So I'm not sure even the Padres would have answers to the questions, the kind of questions that we would want to ask at this moment. But I'm glad you brought up Peter Seidler because I had meant to mention this earlier there's very little we can all agree on politically nowadays, but uh, last night Todd Gloria, the mayor of San Diego, gave his State of the City address, and I think one thing that we uh, we can all agree on was the um, the idea that he said that he is working on that sometime soon they will be renaming one of the streets by Petco Park, Peter Seidler Way, in honor of of the Padres chairman, which uh, to me is absolutely a. Uh, deserved and much needed honor that we can have something in perpetuity i know we've talked statues and they're going to do the uh maybe they'll announce it right around the memorial for peter Seidler that they're going to do uh, in march coming up that the padres have announced it's going to go on but that will be a well appreciated honor for peter Seidler that the city of san diego is working on making happen right now
3: yeah i agree and and you know and and more to come, certainly. I'm sure as it pertains to Peter Seidler, but yeah, it's just a, it's a weird feeling for us to be there too. And you know, I just I don't know that anyone can give us the answers that we want, and that gets frustrating. And I, I certainly appreciate and feel your frustration. I hear it, I see it. Um, you're not wrong at all for for wanting to to be it. to be calmed down um, because that does go a long way. I mean if it's gonna be bad, you can just tell us it's bad, you know, and, and, and we'll get over it and we'll find a way to deal with it. But um it's just been so it's been so tough this offseason since uh, even passing. if
2: A.J. Preller was sitting here right now and we had him on the polygraph machine <laughs> and he had to tell the truth and say, All right, how are you gonna fill your Morning, outfield? Hey. My my guess is 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 he would say something to the effect of, Well, I mean, if we can land someone at a you know, a reasonable price in free agency, I'd love to go that direction, but there's no guarantee that we're going to do that. So I'm also exploring the trade market, and obviously I don't want to give up my best prospects, but it It depends on what other teams are interested in and asking for and who's actually available. So we're we're pursuing that angle as well, and if we can't find any of those, we might have to trust some of our minor leaguers a little bit earlier. I don't know that A.J. Preller can answer any of those questions right now. He's going to... He's going to follow all of those tracks simultaneously. And at some point, you know, a decision, he'll have to go in a direction and hopefully it'll be the, the right direction for the Padres. And it might be free agency. It might be a trade. It might be more towards some of the younger minor leaguers. But I don't think they've already, well, there's no way we're signing. Any more free agents? I, I don't think they're thinking that. There's no way we're making a trade. No, I don't think they're they're ruling that out either. There's no way we can play Jacob Marcietti's He's too young. Maybe they will play him. I I think they're not even sure of that answer right now, and and they're going to have to see how things play out over the next couple of months. Like I said, it's it's topsy turvy in
3: there, and and you know, as a as a sports radio host and the morning show host, yeah, I want answers. I demand answers. <laughs> But I also give you a little bit of a pass because this has been an off season like no other. Um, and, and a loss of that magnitude certainly makes it a lot tougher. So I hear you. We, the ask is in. We continue to ask. It, you know, Nobody's hiding from anything on, on our end. We're absolutely trying to, to get those answers for you. And they're just not ready to talk right now. And to be honest, I don't really blame them right now. And I hate to tell you. Well, let's just see how it shakes out. You know, Ben tells me all the time, you can't do that in sports radio. You have to have a firm take. My firm take is um that yes, people do want answers and people want to be calmed down and you are
2: absolutely right for feeling that way. That's my firm take. I think the problem is Turn your mic on. I think the problem is is that you have to commit to this team. You know, you're buying season tickets and you want to know yeah. before you commit. But you can't necessarily know all those answers right now. Yeah, it's a a leap of faith, certainly. All right, let's uh, check traffic. We'll come back. I want to uh, play some audio. We talked about Nick Saban uh, earlier, but the other big coaching news yesterday was Pete Carroll. And the Seattle Seahawks, uh, at least changing the nature of their relationship with him no longer being the the head coach going forward. And I thought the best piece of audio yesterday came from Pete Carroll and his news conference. We'll get to that coming up after uh, a check of traffic and a break here. Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. I was only joking when I said bye.
0: So, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on slash recommend today.
1: Josie's on and so many things that I want to say. Got school in
3: session in here, Benjamin.
2: And our beloved boss, Adam Klug, in here. He's trying to stay out of the camera range, I right. believe, but say he hi, is hiding. Adam. You want to say hi? He's hiding behind. There he is. There he is.
3: Hey, handsome. Good morning, Adam. Guys in here. You know, like in when you were in elementary school, you'd be sitting in class. The principal would come in with a, a yellow legal pad. He would come in and just, I'm just here to observe. Adam's <laughs> in here observing right now. You knew the
2: teacher was really nervous oh, then at that point? Oh,
3: God, Yes. I'm yeah, I'm a little nervous with him being She in like here. prepped
2: you before the class like principal's the principal's going to be in. So please <laughs> please, please don't act be a on fool. your best behavior just <laughs> just for the hour while he's here at this point just because let's 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 put our best foot forward people. Let's do it. Our best feet Beats forward. forward. Yeah. More foots um you know i've always been a fan of scott van pelt one of my favorite sportscasters uh, svp sports center i think he does a great job always starts with the best thing i saw today i know it would be a complete ripoff but i've always kind of wanted to do what's the best thing i heard today for the radio and and maybe there's you know there's always good audio it probably would end up being that nick saban um. What was his name? The fan? Willie? Oh, yeah. Um, Roll, Tide, Roll Willie. Tide Willie. Willie. That was maybe the best thing I heard today. Although I yesterday, for me, the best thing I heard yesterday was Pete Carroll's news conference. And by the way, props to Pete Carroll, who clearly was not ready yet to step down as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Yet, after meeting with the organization and, and realizing that they had pretty much made up their mind... Went and decided to be classy, and and didn't go up and trash the organization. He simply went up and.
4: This is pretty shocking. Yeah, It was very yeah. shocking. Like, yeah. Swayman and Carroll are one like A and one B as far as the shocking news goes. Yeah. Well,
3: and somebody, did you guys see the picture uh, uh, that was posted oh, of him dude.
4: after the game,
3: just standing after their last in, game. after the last game, standing in the end zone, just kind of looking out over the field, it's like he
2: knew, like he knew, It was crazy. And he had said just a couple of weeks ago he was all in on returning for next season. So it may have come as a bit of a surprise to him that they didn't want him back uh, for 2024. But he got up and and said his piece, didn't dismiss the idea of coaching again, said he fought hard to want to stay coach. But said he, you, he went in there and competed. Yeah, he competed. The coach, competed. He made job. his case why he thinks he should come back. But ultimately he said, we mutually decided it would be best to move on. And, and there's plans to... Make him an advisor of some sort. I, my guess is, if someone else came calling, he'd he'd, he'd answer that phone call. Sure, though, if it's not from the Seattle Seahawks. But the best thing I heard yesterday was when Pete Carroll, who seems to be—and I know he was at USC, so you probably have your doubts—but he's always seemed to me to be a pretty good guy, a pretty genuine, cool guy. And when he talked about the support he's gotten from his wife over the years, got me. It actually, this it was actually got me here.
3: I've been blessed with, like, the rarest of best friends and uh, mentor, um, loving partner, the angel in my life. <laughs> this is worth crying for. Go <laughs> uh, nobody would ever understand how significant... She'd been through all of the stuff that we've been through, and uh, how important she is. As a, as she's just been the angel in my life, and uh, I owe you everything. Wow, dang,
2: dude! Just up in yeah. front of everybody, a little raw emotion. Obviously, he made connection. He made strong connections with all of his players, both professionally when he was in college as well. Players seem to love Pete Carroll, but seems like he was that way off the field as well. And I don't know if you saw the little thread from Jesse I Agler did. yesterday, I did. but. Uh, the voice of the Padres, Jesse Agler, just contributed a non-baseball story, which is rare for Jesse. He said, quick Pete Carroll story. In between his time with the Patriots and at USC, I met him several hours before a Pitt-Miami game at the old Orange Bowl. His son played for Pitt. He was just walking around the field before the game with my friend, and we approached him on the sideline of the empty stadium. We were trying to place who he was, knew him, but this was out of context. We were like 19. Anyway, it clicked, and we came up to him. Hi, Mr. Carroll, and he proceeded to just be the coolest, nicest person we had ever met. We walked away in total awe of his energy and kindness, and remarked he would make an amazing college coach because who wouldn't want to play for him? Went to SC the next year, and the rest is history. Salute to a guy who made a really wonderful impression on a couple of college kids. Just seems to me like like Pete Carroll, you know, everyone in college they'll have their moments, obviously. And in, in USC it ended with some. Some rules violations and some controversy, but ultimately, I, I gotta say, Pete Carroll seems like he's got to be one of the good guys in sports.
3: Yeah, I agree. Uh, super high energy, dude, uh, as well. And For hey, seventy-two now, ridiculously high energy. Bro, well, I am forty, almost forty-nine, <laughs> and I have. A, t- a tenth of what that guy possesses. Yeah, he'd
4: whoop your ass. He would whoop my ass. Anything. He's out there
3: running up and down the <laughs> sidelines. Crazy,
4: slinging the ball around pregame. <laughs> I a,
3: oh my god. Ten oh three. I'm like about to fall out every day. Uh, it, it's interesting too because when you think about the the teams now that need a head coach in the NFL, what's the best situation? You know, what's the best situation out there? That's that's up there. I think Seattle, Seattle is, is, a is a good situation. He even made the
2: case. He said. I think this team is really has a very promising future. It's not that there isn't work to be done, but I love the spot that we're in right now. And this is Seattle's a great place at this moment. So that is a good spot. But I went back earlier and I said, I don't think I'd hire Bill Belichick. Honestly. I feel like, you know, you've got a, few, a couple of years, three more years, whatever, before he actually does retire. I would hire Pete Carroll. If I was an NFL team and I'm looking for a coach right now, even if I know it's I mean he's got the energy he might go for another 5 or 6 years if he wanted but he will sell your team he unlike Bill Belichick he will come up and he will rile up the fans and he will get people excited and maybe he's not as accomplished I mean he has a Super Bowl ring he doesn't have you know 6 of them but he's got a Super Bowl ring and I just feel like Pete Carroll would be more of my guy to to hire for a you know, a short term fix to turn things around than Bill Belichick would be at this point. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I wonder if this will be a mistake for the Seattle
3: Seahawks right now, making this move. Um, you know, it's, it's, he's been there a while, man. I mean, you always say coaches are hired to get fired and uh, he's not immune. And, and, you know, I, there's so much to learn about his situation, so much to learn about the Saban situation in Alabama, uh, the Belichick situation, the writing's been on the wall. Time for him to probably move on. It's just going to be interesting to see. If any of these guys end up coaching again, will it be a Michael Jordan uh, with the Washington Wizards look? Will it be a, when you look at him and go, ugh, Greg Maddox with the Padres, right? Is it going to be one of those weird year or two somewhere
2: that just doesn't seem to make sense? Yeah. With- yeah. Maybe like a Dan Quinn or a Raheem Morris. feels like you're downgrading. we got Krins. the odds, so the yeah. betting odds right. for the Seahawks. Okay, tell as me. Well.
4: We did me. Uh, we did Alabama earlier, bet online. Also sent out the next Seahawks head coach odds. Dan Quinn is one to one.
2: Dan, Dan a, Quinn. By that far. feels like a downgrade. It from Pete is, Carroll. I feel like.
4: Well, he's with them for a while. Yeah, long time. under Pete Carroll.
2: I, I mean, it that feels to me like a downgrade. Like how, I guess, yeah, if you're going to keep gonna Pete, Pete keep Carroll's keep, guy, why not just keep,
4: just keep Pete, Pete, Pete Carroll and, yeah. uh, rehire Dan Quinn as um, your coordinator? Number Dan. two at four to one odds, Mike Vrabel. Uh, then you go down the list, like 12 to one odds is Jim Harbaugh.
2: I think Vrabel makes more one, sense in the
4: enemy. Kellen Moore eighteen to one. Bill Belichick is twenty two to one odds. Raheem Morris twenty five to one. And then they just you throw going him in there.
2: Pete Carroll to Bill Belichick. They oh, just threw him in
4: there at the end. Uh, one hundred to one odds. Both Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman. Interesting.
2: Marshawn <laughs> as the head coach would be the um, greatest that'd be the, thing ever. Like,
4: unbelievably good
2: they say uh gerard mayo has the inside track i think at the new england job he's on the staff though i mean is that does that change the direction of where you've right. been heading i right. mean you know he's not doesn't have the same personality obviously he's bill belichick but he's learned at bill belichick's feet that's all he's really known so i don't know vrabel at least has a track record you can make the new england ties he seems like he's a hot name i i would put him to the front of the line if i was the new england patriots right now yeah
3: be interesting be interesting. I want to get into this Stephen A. Smith audio. Right. I know you've to, been waiting. Paulie's had to edit it like crazy. It mean, it's
2: rare that I would sit down and watch an entire hour long podcast. I just don't have time for it. But I got through most of it last I night did just because he is—he's oddly compelling. The way he looks at you, stares you down in the camera with such passion. Wait, he talks. Yeah, isn't that guy delivers a message? He does. Unlike it's great. anybody I've ever. This heard This is fantastic. Audio. His message was directed at. Its, uh, a fellow writer, a former colleague.
3: Yes, and I, I have a question that uh, many people were saying, Ben, uh, about insulting someone. And is that the lowest? Do you lose the argument when you when you devolve into name-calling?
2: I wanted to get your take on the proper way to argue. That's coming up next with Bennett Woods. Don't go away. San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Three days, six playoff games for you here on 97.3 The Fan. And on the Odyssey app, get them all from Westwood One. Saturday, wildcard playoff doubleheader starts at 1 o'clock. It is the Browns and Texans, followed by the Dolphins at the Chiefs. Then Sunday, tripleheader Uh, coverage begins at 9.30 in the morning, kickoff at 10 o'clock. Steelers at Bills. Packers at Cowboys and then Rams at Lions. And then finally, Monday Night Football Wildcard Edition, the Eagles and the Bucks. That's a 5 p.m. kickoff coverage at 4.30 right here on 97.3, The Fan. All coming your way, Woodsy, this weekend. I'm ready for it, man. I told you, I get to watch football unfettered. I'll be in uh, Arizona. My
3: kids can't fetter me while I'm there. I will be unfettered. Defettered. I'll be defettered.
2: Laying on the couch with Paul. Stephen A. Smith defettered himself <laughs> yesterday oh, when it came to <laughs> taking shots at a former colleague. We will uh, get to that coming up after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. All right. Um, I find Stephen A. Some people can't stand him. I, him. I find him very oddly <laughs> compelling. I don't I always was, agree
4: with him. I love it. Wildly entertaining. He's, he's,
2: Is he over the top? Is he ridiculous at times? Yes. Can I enjoy the ridiculousness of Stephen A. Smith, yeah. though? We had him on the show, remember, early in the... Can we be ridiculous? Can we be
4: over the top sure. at times? Of course. It's yeah. performative. It's theatrical.
3: I uh, I enjoy him. I do. I enjoy him very much. I think uh, I am wildly in awe of the empire that he has built, and um, I love everything about him. I do. I'm, yeah, he has terrible takes sometimes. I do. You do. Paul does. We all do. Everybody has those in this business.
2: But you're... I don't think he's a buffoon. Some people will oh, say yeah. Stephen A. Smith is a, a buffoon. buffoon. I, I disagree so with that pretty strongly. Only when he's talking
3: about baseball. But other than that, everything else is
2: really, really yeah. great. He can sound buffoonish at times because of his delivery and how enthusiastically he will he will offer his opinions. And dig in. you know. But I think the... The takes behind Stephen A. Smith are generally fairly well thought out, well reasoned. You don't want to make
1: an enemy out of me. (laughs) No, I don't. And I'm looking right into the camera, and I'm going to say it again. You do not want to make an enemy out of me. I'm not having it. (laughs) It kills me, man. With all due respect, shut the hell up! It kills me.
2: (laughs) I think he's great. But he made an enemy. Oh. Or someone made an enemy out of him. Correct. To be more precise. That's right, I said it! I don't know the whole backstory here, but just the the fact that he went on. Jason Whitlock's
4: been going after him for like 10 years.
2: Hour-long rant yesterday is pretty epic for Stephen A. Smith.
4: Well, go back, because Stephen A. Smith, and I'm going to pull it up, he tweeted out yesterday letting everybody know what was coming. And he has not mentioned Jason Whitlock's name at all. And he's just been getting attacked, getting attacked. And yesterday he said, today is the day I finally speak my mind about that no good fat bastard. Wow, holy smokes. You know who I'm talking about. Recording now, you will want to see this. People said... um, That ain't a tease. I don't know what it is. People said Santa
3: Claus, perhaps, (laughs) is on his list. Many people said Zion Williamson. I'm like, no, it's not Zion Williamson. Everybody knew that if you've been following along a little bit, it's it's uh, Jason Whitlock. And uh, it was about
4: six hours later that he said, I'm only going to do it once. Whitlock wanted my attention. He got it now. And there was the link to his video. It was a, I don't know, 50, 60-minute. YouTube show yep. podcast. And he, he actually talked about the Pat Mcvee and the ESPN drama and Aaron Rodgers that we talked about a little bit yesterday. And then he dedicated, I would say 40 plus minutes. 40 plus
3: minutes to the, the backstory of him and Jason Whitlock. And this begs the question, I have this argument or conversation with my wife. I have this conversation with my therapist. I have this conversation with Ben giving oxygen to those people that you, you wouldn't take advice from, so why take criticism from, right? It's a really something that I struggle with a lot. And uh, actually was in therapy yesterday talking about that very thing. I talked to Polly about it a little bit on the phone yesterday as well. If you don't care about someone's opinion, like if somebody says your show sucks and you're terrible, and you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I don't know you, you don't know me. You know what you hear. If I wouldn't take your advice, why would I let your criticism bother me, right? And I wondered what the the impetus was for this, the motive behind it. Um I think you just snapped could be, but, I mean, you don't – a snap is a snap. This was a pre – this was – in a court of law, Pauly, this is premeditated murder, right? <laughs> this is not a – Sure. Your Honor, I lost control and I, I snapped his neck. No, no. This was – I'm doing this. I, I. He said he emailed his pastor about it. He said he emailed his employees at ESPN – employers at ESPN about it.
4: The difference and, between us, though, and, like, Stephen A, is if you had some listener that was just – could not stop keeping your name out of his mouth for 10 years, and you finally snapped and went off on him for 45 it. minutes. I've had You have done it. Dozens of The movies. problem is that Jason Whitlock has a much bigger platform than said Twitter follower. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I, I can see after years and years of Stephen A. not saying on, anything. On his big platform,
3: you know, ripping on Stephen A. But again... Why give oxygen to those people that you don't really care about? I, I do it. I give oxygen. So I'm not
2: saying he's wrong for doing it. I'm a big oxygen giver. I think it. for me, and I want to get to this audio because it's epic Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> but I think for me, you just said, if someone says your show is terrible and it sucks, that's a valid opinion. Sure. That you are allowed to have. Yeah. And I can't I can't even deny that. If that's what you think, that's what you think. But then if they go on like you said and you you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I can I can probably show you evidence to refute some of that. And when you make a claim that I think is in contrary to actual evidence. Like if someone said your show is terrible, I can't listen to it. Fine, that's valid. If they said nobody listens to your show, I could say, well, the ratings Say otherwise. Right. Our YouTube numbers say otherwise, and I think there is there's a point to be made that if you if you want you can challenge disinformation and stuff that's not true that's put out there. Yeah, now, okay. opinions. That's fair. Opinion. You're I'm not, not going gonna... to let someone's opinion bother me. Yeah, a valid even if it's if even it, if it's they hate me, you are allowed to hate. Me, our show, whatever, it's just not your cup of tea. i would be, be weird if everyone just loved your it would show. would be weird. There needs to be some people who just, you're not their cup of tea. I get that. But if they're putting out things that are just patently false, yeah. at some point you need to push back and challenge it. And I think that's what Stephen A. Smith okay, decided. He needed to push back against some things that he thought that Jason Whitlock was now putting out there. That he just thought w- was totally untrue. So I think the 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 main one was he he had just released uh, or has
3: released his memoir, his autobiography, and Whitlock said he didn't write it. He did not write that book. I know his writing. That's not his writing. He did not write it. That would piss me off. That see that's
2: see that is something I think into something like he needed yeah, yeah. to push back on. Okay, it. let's so some- That's not an opinion. I don't like you, Stephen A. Smith. That's you're a fraud, Stephen A. Smith, and I don't think you actually wrote your book. Yep. Here's just uh, this is like. Not even a minute of the 45
4: minutes that he went on. I watched the whole thing. I wish we'd just play the whole damn thing. It was that entertaining. I mean, Here's we got little an hour sn- left. We could
3: just play the whole thing. <laughs> Did you the tell thing?
1: them that once the same article in Deadspin came out, weeks later you wrote a lengthy apology to me in an email begging me to forgive you, pointing out how you were betrayed? By this particular writer so you know how I must feel that you betrayed me. Did you tell the folks that you bitch? Did you tell them? <laughs> wow. Your fat piece. Of oh, my God. Did you tell them that? Got the names. We got Jamel Hill. We got Howard Bryant. You want me to bring up the other writers that wouldn't work for you? Why it took you nearly two years to get an article out because you ran that <laughs> so bad you were running it into the ground. Dude,
3: Dang, dude. it was it unbelievable. You've ever heard the song Ether from Nas. <laughs> Somebody put the beat to it behind it and it's just perfect. Um, we love a good diss track in the world of hip hop. We love it. Um, It's, it gets, it, it, I felt uncomfortable. This was an
4: assassination. I I
3: felt really uncomfortable watching a lot of this uh, last night. It's so, so hardcore.
4: I mean, when he's like, I got the receipts. He's like, You wrote me a lengthy email, Jason Whitlock, begging me to give you a job, begging me to let you back into the circle. He's like, you want me to read it? I got it right here. It's Incredible! I mean, I'm like, oh my god!
2: Incredible. <laughs> you asked me um, earlier, though. Does it diminish some of Stephen A.'s criticism when he takes shots personal at shots. His, the appearance of Jason Whitlock? You know, it, calling him f- fat, fat. you fat f- piece of. That's so hardcore, man. I think the answer is yes. I think the. Could you do it without saying that? And would it have just as much impact? Probably. I I think there's a difference, though. If you're just going after a person and your only criticism of them is their appearance, well, you're fat. That is completely out of bounds. You don't criticize someone just for their appearance. Now, if you're just using it as a small qualifier in the rest of your criticisms (laughs) and you're just throwing that in as an adjective... Uh, Jason Whitlock is the hefty guy. That's for sure, and that's a that's a synonym for hefty. You, you are quali- he, you are qualifying your description. You're not saying that's why you think he's gar- total garbage. Just happens to also be true at the same time. He called him a fat piece of ass. I or will a piece allow of that at least thirty times. I will allow that as part of your overall rant. It's like a it's <laughs> like a
3: it's like a um, it just punctuates it. A little yeah, it's, bit. Just it's just a, just a punctuator. A, just
2: yeah, punctuates it. a little It's bit. not why he's a problematic. It just happens to also be true
3: yeah correct i listen if somebody comes at me, I can't really go after them in a personal manner you know uh, i get, i've been called that before it does never feels good right so i I was like man all right maybe maybe you didn't need to go there uh stephen a but um man it was it was it was nuts you don't you don't see a lot of the times the fraternity turn on each other, but it's pretty clear that Jason Whitlock's out of the fraternity. Dan Levitar did a thing this morning. I saw the clip and he's like, look, I tried. I tried to love Jason Whitlock. He goes, I, I am a guy that sees the best in people and I try very hard. And then once I kept digging for the best in Jason Whitlock, and it wasn't there. You know, maybe the guy's just a bad dude. Maybe he's a broken soul. You know, there's a million different reasons for why he is the way he is. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, when when you're on top, and Stephen A., if you're going to compare those two, he's on top of, of Jason Whitlock by far. People do try to, they're going to try to knock you off your perch. You know, they're going to be looking for any reason they can to get in your head, whether it's sports, whether it's radio, whether it's, whether it's, a, you guys, you're a plumber and the competing plumber down the street is going to try to do better than you do. It's just the way, it's the way
2: humans are wired. And there's certainly, there's a racial component to this that I don't think any of us here are Qualified to address, but Stephen A. is certainly un unhappy with some of the takes and yeah. opinions that Jason Whitlock has shared and where he has shared them on conservative media, criticizing other, you know, black people in the industry and and suggesting that you know they've gotten places not due to their own qualifications but due to the color of their skin. Yeah, he, ca- he
3: called him he called him a plant. He said, "You're a plant for ESPN." That is diminishing. The guy's talent, and he clearly has a lot of talent. And he said, no, no, you're a plant. Your, your writing was so poor that they had to promote you to push you up through the ranks to give you your own show and everything else because you were such a, a bad, bad employee and you had such – that doesn't make any sense to me at all. If you're writing for ESPN and you have terrible takes, they don't then say, well, let's put you on TV. Let's give you – let's make your life. Let's be the, the the fairy godmother that comes in and grants you all your fantasies. It doesn't make any sense from Jason Whitlock. So um I can understand why he did it. I've wanted to do it a thousand times. Um I it was it made me uncomfortable. It really did. It was an uncomfortable forty-five minutes of watching. But the presentation, top notch.
4: Top notch. I mean when he starts the podcast with a little two-minute intro and he's like, i just like to start out by apologizing in advance to ESPN. Yeah. They know that this is my podcast it's in I do my I want. it is in my contract that i own this uh, intellectual property i can do whatever i want but I want to apologize to ESPN, my bosses, my colleagues, my teammates. I want to apologize to my family. I called my pastor before this episode. My sisters.
2: <laughs> like, my
4: nephews. My nieces. To. It was great. And I'm like, oh, what are we about to get now, into? now
2: Stephen A. is also a businessman and several times promoted his book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it was coming out in paperback. Yes. <laughs> you're selling some book copies. I don't know how much he makes per book, but I'm sure he's doing quite well on that. It's on the New York Times bestseller list. And it... It got me thinking, do we need to start working on the Ben and Woods (laughs) memoir, memoir, autobiography story Mm -mm. that then we can sell to all the tier ones at some point that are watching (laughs) us on the YouTube stream one day? You're not ready for that? That
3: Sounds like a lot of work. I think you have a high opinion of yourself if you think anybody would buy it.
4: (laughs) I agree. I'm under no illusions. Who do you think you are? (laughs) I am under
3: no illusions at all, my friend. (laughs) He really does. He thinks he's like... Be
2: worthy of that. I'm not. I actually don't think any. Uh, My I don't parents think Stephen were... A. is necessarily worthy of it either. I mean. He is. How far do you have to go to actually be worthy of an autobiography? He's like, what's done the, enough. What do you have to do to actually be at the level where you feel like you could write an autobiography of your life and someone would buy that and read it about your life? Oh, I have no. I don't actually have He's done enough. That- I, was, I was kidding, though. Yeah,
3: no. no, there's no chance. Jeffrey dude. says, uh, I love you guys, but probably don't need a memoir. <laughs> <laughs> there's not too much we hide from you guys anyway, right?
2: We're pretty open and honest. I oh, we'd we'll just be collecting all the stories we've already told on the air, pretty yeah. much, and putting them in book form. Like,
3: Let me tell you about this one time at Fantasy Camp when Andy Ashby sat down. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: we've heard this bit before. Man, we don't need this
3: one again. <laughs> though I am very excited to hear that story again next week from Andy Ashby. I'm gonna, I make him tell it every year.
2: We will hear it again. All right. So, of all the things that we've got planned or coming down the pipeline for Ben and Woods, the memoir slash autobiography is not one of no. them. Fine. I don't really need to sit down and start writing anyway. So that's. Let's be honest. I would
3: end up doing most of the work,
2: and you would just put your name on it. I don't know. Who's the better writer? Me. Really? Yeah. Come on. Oh, we need to have a write-off somehow. I'll album. write off. I'll write you off any day. <laughs> oh. <Oh-ho! laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Let's go. Got our Rindle Report coming up. Final hour of Ben what's next on The Fan.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.